Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Off the Key Podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, James. Hello, hello. And Garrett. Yo. No, no clever introduction this time? No. All right. You, all right. you started doing James first, and he sets the tone, and now yes. I have to follow the other all way. All right. I'll, you know, sometimes I just want to mix it up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I want to mix it up. Sometimes I feel like being boring. Yep. Fair, fair, valid. But anyway, uh, today we are talking about the brand spanking new collaboration from rappers JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, Scaring the Hose. Now, Scaring the Hose uh, has been teased for about a year now. It's the collaborative album between the two. Um, they've been teasing tracks for about a year now, and I gotta say, it lives up to the name. I would have to agree. If I were to imagine a collaboration between these two artists, these two absolutely insane artists, this is exactly what it would have sound, sounded like. Great job. So if you don't know, uh, JPEG Mafia, he's actually a rapper, producer, singer, songwriter from Baltimore. He's been on the scene for quite some time, but under different aliases. But he's really started to come into popularity with his second studio album, Veteran in 2018, I believe. That's actually my introduction to JPEG Mafia, but he's done stuff in Vaporwave. He's done stuff in other genres and lanes. He's a very experienced producer, ex-military, started producing in Japan, actually, when he was stationed there. But Danny Brown, another longtime industry vet. I mean, this guy's been rapping since like 2003. He's been in the game for a very long time, Detroit rapper. Both of these guys have set themselves apart. I'd say they're two of the most Interesting and creative guys in hip-hop right now. Very interesting production. They'll hop on some very wild left-field beats. I mean, Q, Atrocity Exhibition, which was one of the wildest albums of 2010s. As far as, like, experimental hip-hop goes, left-field hip-hop, that is a staple. And JPEG Mafia, he's been dropping consistently great projects pretty much since his come-up. I mean, I thought Black Ben Carson was a little on the mediocre side, but since then, you know, Veteran, All My Heroes of Cornballs, LP1, his EP drops, all fantastic, big bangers, big fan of JPEG Mafia, and I definitely think he is one of the more creative and interesting rapper, singer, songwriter, producers in the hip-hop world right now. So hearing that these two were coming together, that had me very excited because they're both very off-the-wall rappers and producers. And you know, sometimes when you get two people like that collaborating on something, there can be times where it can go very badly, where it will be just a fucking smorgasbord of absurdity and kind of a mess, basically. But these guys actually delivered. They brought something that was, it was still wild and chaotic, but it was concise and very engaging at the same time. This thing is 36 minutes and it is jam-packed, dude. Some of these instrumentals are so dense that I had to like listen to them a few times to really like understand and process them. Yeah. Some key tracks, at least on the instrumental front, like Garbage Pail Kids, that beat is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, they're sampling like this old Japanese meatpacking commercial for, <laughs> for the main rhythm. And then you get these really aggressive drums and then those really fuzzy guitars kick in when the transition, when the beat transitions to the next rapper. Such pure aggression on that track. Agreed completely. And not to mention the rhythms that are going on in the rapping itself. That really creates this really cool tension-filled push and pull between the rapping and the beat. And there's actually some polyrhythms going on, and it's more than one track. There are multiple poly- polyrhythms going on at the same time. 
they still are able to mesh it together and make it work. Mm, those yummy, tasty break beats. Speaking of break beats, fentanyl tester. That track is fucking bonkers, dude. Gives me I, the, the fun beat boops that I like. Yeah, yes. like the it, it reminded me of some stuff you'd hear in like the nineties, like some classic like dance break beats. Mm. Honestly, like the way this project was produced is very reminiscent of the nineties. So. Uh, one thing I want to mention is that the entire project, according to JPEG Mafia on his Bandcamp page, was produced on a Roland SP404 sampler. And that's been used by many hip-hop legends, many musicians in general. I mean, you've heard about Madlib using it, Jay Dilla, MF Doom, even today acts like Joji have used the SP404 sampler. Legendary piece of equipment, kind of the sound of the 90s in some ways. When he commented on that in his Bandcamp description of the album, he mentioned that this was kind of like an experiment and that he only had a year's worth of um, experience with the 404. And I do think that has some part to play in the sound and kind of the organic feel of a lot of these beats. And you see, I think using this piece of equipment has also kind of upgraded his sound in a way because my biggest problem with JPEG is I think it's like it's too much. Sometimes it's very like mouth soundy like someone like he'll use a pattery like beating drums on their like you know on their body it's just he'll, well he'll use a lot of really esoteric samples and sounds mm -hmm. but there was a track off of jpeg mafia's veteran album that samples this guy like screaming at the top of his lungs like it's the primary melody of the of the beat <laughs> you know he, he uses a lot of very strange and off the wall instrumentals and i think scaring the hose as a project has taken all of that and just cranked it up to 11. No, I, I agree as well. And I kind of enjoyed the sound of it sometimes. There were other times where I do agree with you, Garrett, too, that it was a bit too much. It's not really the the sounds and, you know, like the yelling and, like, the samples it's for the beats. It's It was mostly, like, the rhythms. And that's why... In this album, there's a lot of like break beats and like polyrhythm. And there's, but the reason why I'm not a huge, I mean, I still respect and and love JPEG, but I'm not a huge, huge fan of his stuff because of his beats. Are they are they too chaotic or too? Just They're not chaotic. It's like it's like it's JPEG Mafia is like the kind of person that would make a whole like Abrasive, rhythm of just maybe? this like. And that shit drives They're, me up the wall. I do not like it. It's like that really just, I don't know. It's like he's, it's like he just, he's like he loves to make beats out of like mouth and body sounds. And I don't really know why that triggers me as much as it does. But he has this real sound of rhythm sometimes, especially in a lot of his older stuff. And this is, this album is like completely devoid of that. And I, I, I don't it. know. I don't know about that, man. Like, like the, the title track, Scaring the Hose. I mean, the main rhythm is literally these meaty fucking claps. Yeah. Well, it's, to be fair, it's not mouth sounds at least. <laughs> so. But I guess I do agree in that sometimes the production that JPEG Mafia hops on is very abrasive. It's very alienating mm. and it's not going to be appealing to a lot of people. Everyone. I won't say a lot because there's a huge fan base for JPEG Mafia. And I actually think he does have a lot of mainstream appeal. But he does hop on some very left field production. And so does Danny Brown. And I think the thing that's going to be a turnoff for a lot of people with Danny Brown is definitely his rapping style, his cadence, his vocals. You know, Danny Brown's very yelpy when he gets aggressive. 
Yeah. And that can be a turnoff for a lot of people. I think it's really cool and adds to kind of the the frantic like aggression that you get from a lot of Danny Brown stuff and JPEG Mafia stuff too. Where I think the album as a whole suffers. It's its biggest strength, but also its biggest weakness is definitely because of the use of the SP404 sampler. I think there were some limitations that they they struggled with because the mixing on, I mean, I know everyone jokes about mixing or oh, oh, the mixing so bad oh stupid nerd but i think it's important and definitely can affect whether or not you will enjoy a song there are moments on this album where the mixing is very rough yes i I'm, i agree completely i don't care what anyone says man mixing is important if you have an instrument or a vocal track or whatever that's just way too low or way too loud it does affect the song greatly Say you have a lot of trap beats. A lot of the problems I have with that is the hi-hats is just so overwhelming. It is so ridiculously loud that it can be annoying to me at times. And the case on this album, and I'm sure you were going to bring this up, Mac, Danny's vocals, his rapping is often mixed way too low. Yeah, that's... And it gets, it gets drowned away. It's a glaring issue on a couple of tracks. Actually, the title track, uh, or the first track, Lean Beast yeah, Patty, yep. I can barely hear Danny Brown. Like, I, I had to really focus to make out what he was saying. And it kind of sucks because, like, I think Lean Beef Patty is a crazy good track. I don't think the the mixing issues are enough to ruin the album and ruin the experience, but it is noticeable. Danny and JPEG kind of acknowledged that before the album came out. You know, they they were already joking, like, oh, everyone's going to complain about the mixing issues. But, but it is there. I don't think it's enough to ruin the project. No. But it is enough to be like, all right, this is kind of a problem. Actually, on the closer, where you get your coke from... The same thing happens with Danny Brown's verse. You know, you hear the dun dun, like those really big, strong guitar parts, and Danny's rapping over it. And when that comes in, you can barely hear what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like we were mentioning before, because of Danny's voice, because of his his rap delivery, he he doesn't easily cut through the mix. So you're going to have to turn him up a bit. Like Again, I think this album's incredible, and it's got some crazy good bangers. And it's not every single track. I think one of the best highlights of Danny Brown is actually Shut Your Bitch Ass Up yes. slash Muddy Waters. <laughs> yeah. Danny Brown's verse on that is crazy. It's killer, dude. Like It's the kind of aggression that I love from Danny Brown. Yes. Like that real frantic, angry, like in-your-face confrontational beats. Let's talk about the, shall we say, less serious side of things here. There are some funny lines on this album. <laughs> yeah. Knowing who these gentlemen are going into this album, we didn't expect anything anything less. Yes, exactly. Danny and JPEG both have a history of being very confrontational and just putting out these really scathing but also hilarious bars. And honestly, this project, it doesn't really feel like it has a full theme. It's more just like your typical, like, my rhymes are better than yours kind of braggadocio, but I'm not I'm not upset about that. Yeah. Honestly, I think this project is really satisfying and it just delivers so many big dumb bangers. I, I know that the title of the album is Scaring the Hose. I think there are some genuinely appealing banger tracks here. Like Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect is probably one of my favorite tracks. I, I can't remember who brought it up. Somebody brought up that the beat sounds like something you would hear out of like an ESPN sports analysis yeah. intro. <laughs> like <laughs> which which Perfect was a uh, NFL linebacker, a very controversial big line. piece of trash. Yeah, known for you know targeting and trying to injure people on the field. To come back to what you were saying, I just wanted to bring up some lines, some excerpts that cracked me up. 
So this was off of uh, Step a Pig. It was uh, one of Peggy's verses. They off of that two chan high. Incels just can't let it go like Frozen. But if I let these shots, no games. You finna just dance like go tanks. White people love making excuses and bitching. I, I guess it's what culture is for them. <laughs> Brothers rap out guns, don't own them. Y'all sipping liquor, you can't even hold in. I'm taking shots every day like D. Rosen. <laughs> God. You know, Peggy's usually pretty confrontational, but he's just coming for everybody on this album, yeah. dude. I mean, the first <laughs> line of Lean Beef Patty is, you know, first off, fuck Elon Musk. Like, <laughs> I just love just, how it started uh, out that way. Yeah, he's just like... immediately calling out uh, Elon Musk's whole, like, Twitter debacle. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was, it, it was a very funny opening line. There's also... A really good highlight from Garbage Pail Kids, which is one of my favorite tracks, period. It might be my favorite track, but uh, Brothers Don't Rap No More. They just sell clothes, so I should probably quit and start a line of bathrobes. I'm a stoke cold degenerate working out with no membership. A minute late, y'all wonder where the bitches went, where the bitches go. My manuscript, I can't handle it. Eat your ass like I'm cannabis. I show up on your screen like a televangelist and I have faith that I can clap those cheeks like getting brown to your yard. Need me more than a milkshake. These fucking guys, man. They do not care. And I love it. <laughs> man, I can't fuck with y'all. Y'all let Jack Carlo sell you chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of Jack Carlo combo meal, that's actually like a really wild jazz rap beat. I know, like the, I love, the sample I love on that was mm. great. Um, and there are a ton of samples strewn out strewn throughout this album. There's like references to other songs, references to other songs on the album as well. That milkshake line was actually a reference to Fentanyl Tester, which uses um, milkshakes by Kellis, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, milkshakes by Kellis is like the primary sample. A uh, Fentanyl Tester was another track where I felt like Danny Brown's vocals really should have been turned up a little bit, and the beat should have been turned down a little bit because uh, that beat's great. I think it's super intense, and Danny Brown was keeping up with that flow wise incredibly well i i had a really focused ear like it was a problem other than those things this really is just a wild ride from start to finish and it's it's a genuinely enjoyable and engaging album yeah it's paced lightning fast yeah. like it, it goes yeah. by so fast like i'm impressed by how well this album is paced so what what are your thoughts so far garrett and you haven't so really said much it's it's paced really well but not all the beats go at a lightning. There are actually some beats that are a little more, a little less chaotic, a little more light-hearted, a little lower paced, like Orange Juice Jones, or, and, yeah, Kingdom Hearts King, yeah, and like Combo Meal. But JPEG and Danny are still going lightning fast, so you kind of get this a little bit of relaxation with the beats, but you they're still absolutely just lighting the tracks on fire, and it's it really gives me something that I don't get too often where a project or a non-rock project goes dummy stupid from beginning to end and doesn't really have a lull and i love that i mean it's it's to the point lightning fast and it's like what 39 36 minutes, minutes. 36 minutes very satisfying very project. yes very satisfying very succinct and there's only really two tracks that i just I thought were I didn't like as I wouldn't say they were like bad by nowhere close, but I didn't like as much, and that was uh, Ho Heaven on Earth and Step a Pig. It's probably the ones that I I didn't feel the most. I can't really say anything about Run the Jewels because it's like a short like little interlude, 
It's only like what, like a minute long. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of an interlude. I didn't really care for Run the Jewels, but it was it was short enough that yeah, I did. Yeah, because I I thought the sax sample was cool. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I kind of agree about Ho. I think that song is probably one of the weaker. Actually, I think it's the weakest track on the album. Yeah, and it's mainly because it, I I hate to say this, but it kind of feels like Danny and JPEG were kind of running out of ideas on that one. I don't really like the flow. It's like very stilted. Like there are a lot of moments where it just kind of starts and stops and not in like a really satisfying way. Their chemistry is very good. but It's not perfect. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to bring up is I don't think they've fully developed their chemistry as a duo yet. They go together. Well, they don't necessarily play off of each other. Yeah. Like every, the way this album is structured Peggy and Danny trade off bars, you know, they trade off, well, they trade off verses, if that makes sense. You know, it's JPEG's verse, Danny's verse, or it's Danny's verse, JPEG's verse, and then JPEG's verse again. You know, it's very, like, yeah. like cut and dry with the transitions. I think they definitely recognized that and played around that because a lot of the beats, a lot of the instrumentals tailor to them. They have little breaks that yep. shift between each rapper. It's not abrasive or abrupt or anything like that, but there there is a feel change between the different verses of the different rappers. Yeah, and I think one of the best examples of this is Kingdom Hearts Key. I it's actually really cool how each time the the verse changes, the beat changes around a little bit and in a way introduces the next rapper. I think it was brilliant brilliantly done actually, and it's a good way to really show the differences and the strengths between the two rappers and it accentuates their musical ability without presenting too much weaknesses or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they were definitely very careful with this project, and I think they recognized some of their weaknesses. It was was very deliberate. Yeah. Honestly, the lone feature on the album, uh, Red Veil, I, I thought he killed it on the end. I mean, his verse was a little short, but I thought he matched the vibe of Kingdom Hearts Key perfectly. Yeah. Now I do kind I mean this isn't really like a like something I would take off but I do kind of wish there were more features. Cuz there there were several tracks where I thought like man this guy feature. like this guy would kill it on this beat. Like the last track. Um a lot of people are bringing up that Pusha T would have absolutely murdered where you get your coke from. But where you get your coke from could honestly be a great posse cut if you think about it. Yeah, and it it has cool. It has a cool beat like that little clave, like do 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 do. I think that's a beat that Pusha T would be very comfortable. Just bring all the Coke rappers on their <laughs> yeah. bands with Freddie Gibbs, <laughs> Pusha T. Did Maybe. someone say Coke? <laughs> on my way. But yeah, I do kind of wish there were more features, but I am very happy with what we got. I I think it's a little rough around the edges. But could use some more for refinement. It could use some refinement, but I think this project is very satisfying, very prompt, and a thrill ride. I was engaged the entire time. Yeah, couldn't agree more. True, man. and I enjoyed it, even though I'm not a big Danny Brown fan. Like, I'm just not a big fan of his voice. I love his bars and you know his flow and everything like that. I'm just not a big fan of his voice because I mean he sounds like he's. At certain times that he's, you it's know, very... he's related to Squidward when he's, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think they complement each other very well. And I really loved the beats that they brought, that JPEG brought, because I'm not 
I've, not, I've been a huge fan of him, but I haven't been the hugest fan of his beats. And I feel like they really kind of covered for each other's weaknesses here, and they strengthened each other. And I think that there's a lot of room for them to change and improve if they want to continue to collab together. So that's something that, I, that I'm looking forward to personally. Oh, yeah. I definitely think this could be a very fruitful partnership. And I can't wait for more. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I hope they do more stuff together. I mean, some sometimes this thing, this kind of thing, will happen, and then it's just a one-off, and that's that's unfortunate. I really, I really hope it doesn't happen with these guys. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of potential here, and they've already shown a ton. I mean, for a first collaboration, they pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I mean, there are some problems here and there, and I definitely think that has to do with the limitations of the production style. And Peggy actually said he's done with the SP404 after this album. So uh, maybe we'll hear something different. But he's actually got two more projects on the way this year. Oh, so shit. we'll see. I mean, yeah. uh, when they talked about it on the uh, Danny Brown show, uh, they said this was actually volume one oh, of Scaring okay. the Hose. No. So yeah, so that we will our, get some more. Our, ante- our dreams like. might come true. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, so what were some key tracks for you guys? What were some of your favorites? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you're saying. Perfect. Orange Juice Jones. Love that beat. The opener, the closer. I mean, gosh, it's like asking me to choose favorite children or favorite, like, mm-hmm. one of your first, very first console memories is your favorite. It's just, I can, I can easily tell you which tracks that I was just like, I wasn't as pumped for, and that was Step a Pig. You know, run the jewels, ho, and you know, I wasn't a huge fan of "God Loves You." Actually, what? even though I love the beat, mm. what dude? Was, that was like one of my favorite gonna, tracks. That was <laughs> going to be one of the ones I said, dude. The bars on that were fucking yeah. hilarious. They were clever. I wouldn't necessarily say they were. They were weren't really all that funny. I don't know. It's just. All all the funny bars come from JPEG. When it's when it comes from Danny, it's just like I don't know. I, I don't I, vibe with Danny all that much. I disagree. I think Danny's fucking hilarious. Capping. <laughs> for me, my favorites are Garbage Pale Kids for sure. Perfect. Perfect's probably the uh, favorite track for me. It just man. it goes <laughs> dumb, man. Yeah, like, the, the beat is awesome. It it just lines up perfectly with everything. God loves you, of course. Where you get your coke from. Th- those are my main tracks for me. Yeah, key tracks for me were definitely uh, Scaring the Hose, Garbage Pail Kids, Perfect, Shut Your Bitch Ass Up, Muddy Waters, uh, Kingdom Hearts Key, God Loves You, and Where You Get Your Coke From. That's not to take away from the other tracks on this album. Uh, the only real low points for me were Run the Jewels and Ho. Like Kind of towards the end, started to peter out a little bit, but then it hits you with that hell of a closer. And where you get your coke from. Now, we didn't even mention this, but the title track, Scaring the Hose, it's got to be one of the most abrasive and left field beats on this entire album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the teaser track. And man, that was the right teaser track. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was perfect for it. I, I, when I heard that, I was fucking pumped for this album. Yeah. It Not, lives up to its name. Right. Not, I kind of like the theme of it, too. It's just, they're just talking shit about just the kind of mainstream culture and and they're and that sentiment they're they're yeah, talking yeah. shit about that sentiment you know yeah. like i i feel genuinely that you know danny brown and jpeg mafia are frustrated with 
hip hop for not, you know, trying to go in experimental directions, trying to try new things and just sticking with what's safe and what's safe and what makes money. I mean, they exactly if there is one primary theme on this album, it's that. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. And they're straight up calling it fake. Yeah, I kind of agree, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree as well. I think JPEG and Danny are bringing up some very, very sharp points. And there isn't like an overarching like concept or theme, but that is definitely one of the most important messages on this album. But yeah, with that being said, you guys have any final thoughts before we get into our ratings? No, I'm good. So this album was impressive, but... It had some holes. Now, I don't believe those holes are glaring. Some people would say that they are. I don't think I take as much issue with the mixing as you two do, so I didn't factor that in quite as heavily. But, I mean, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think this is a nine. This is will probably be in my top ten year-end list, unless some just absolute bangers with a capital B drop this year to move it out Um, I think it has done a really impressive thing which is taking two artists that I like but I'm not huge on and making me love them I think they both complement each other's strength I mean they complement each other's strength but also cover up each other's weaknesses one JPEG is you know rapping half the album so I don't have to really sit through Danny Brown's voice for a whole album, so that's a positive. The other positive would be that they have really come together and made some just absolutely delicious beats. I mean, I don't really think I hated any of the beats on here. Most of the things I can point to and say, okay, I didn't really care for that, is either mixing issue or, you know, it's kind of the bars and, like, the delivery wasn't really, you know, eh. Kind of running out, like Max said, kind of running out of ideas. There wasn't really a song I could point to where I thought, wow, that beat's garbage, you know. And that's the most important thing for me when it comes to experimental beats and projects like this is I really want the beats to be crisp. And they slap through the entirety of this thing. And they start at 100%. They end at 100%. And that is my favorite hip-hop projects, the ones that are just blistering fast, they're to the point, and it's it's so refreshing. Enjoyed the hell out of this album. I think it's a nine. Well said, Garrett. Mm, indeed. You want to go next, James? Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you go last. Save the best for last, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree more. I wouldn't say it's a nine. I'm personally giving it an eight and a half. But, I mean, it's still not that much lower. I still thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, like I said before, a chaotic, wild ride all the way through, but it was still concise and engaging. It wasn't something that was so abrasive and so off-putting that, and so experimental to the point that you just don't really understand what's going on or you're just it's just goes over your head, you know? it does a really, really great job of keeping you engaged primarily, at least for me, with the rhythms, the different rhythms and the different tension between all the rhythms that were going on in the song. This, this uh, or the album, 
This album is extraordinarily rhythmically engaging and stimulating for me, and I'm sure you guys already know, rhythm for me is one of the most important things when I listen to music, and that's what really gets me engaged. So it did a great job. Yeah, the production, the mixing, it was questionable at times. It could have been improved, but for the most part, everything is here for a great, solid rap project that will stand the test of time and probably influence others from now on. So, yeah, eight and a half, and I'm excited to see the next volumes. Well said, James. Now, I kind of I kind of lean more on your side of the coin, James. I have been very split on eight and a half, nine, but I do think Scaring the Hose has proven itself to be a fruitful collaboration between two of modern hip-hop's most creative minds. This densely packed, in-your-face, lightning-fast project will have you coming back again and again to experience the dizzying instrumentals and confrontational rhymes of the duo. JPEG and Danny go bar for bar throughout the entirety of this project, but it does feel like the duo is still working out their chemistry. There are definitely some moments, and we kind of talked about it before, the structure uh, seems to compensate for the fact that they haven't really figured out their chemistry yet, but they do a good job of covering that up. The collaboration contains some of the most creative and engaging instrumentals that either artist has hopped on, which makes it more impressive when you find out that this album was created strictly on the Roland SP404. He didn't use Pro Tools. They didn't even use a DAW, to my understanding. So props to them for that. It's very impressive. It is only slightly held back, in my opinion, by some of the vocal mixing issues that don't do Danny Brown any favors on top of some of the beats really blowing both of them out. I would not call this the best album in either artist catalog, but it is an incredible album that truly lives up to its name and I think actually has a lot of outside appeal. You know, despite the name, I think this album is very would be a lot more appealing to the average music listener than some of their earlier stuff. So, if I were to introduce someone to either artist, I would actually give them this album. High praise indeed. It may be too early to say, but I think this is going to go down as one of the major highlights of 2023 in hip-hop. Honestly, uh, I know we kind of hyped it up last year because of how great hip-hop was doing in 2022, but 2023 has been pretty quiet for hip-hop. I mean, there's been a couple of projects here and there, but to me, this feels like the first rap album of the year that's really just like been a major highlight. I mean, to be fair, we are only just getting done with quarter one so yeah we'll so, see but. but yeah so there's so there's still some time you know maybe it will get drowned out by some other projects we'll see how it holds up by the end of the year but as it stands right now this is the rap project to check out now as far as my rating goes i'm really split there are some issues that i think the album has but it's still amazing i'm leaning if i could give it like an 8.75 or something silly like that i would but i'm gonna be generous here and i'm going to be i'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a nine this thing bangs and you should check it out with that being said guys any final thoughts all good all right well this is off the key podcast you're listening to scaring the hose album review and we're out of here thanks guys
everybody, Mac here, and I just wanted to give a shout out to LaCrembo for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. See you later.